Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role My mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise. And I'm really thrilled to have another introvert-friendly business owner on today's show. And also stay tuned till the end because we've got something that you are definitely going to want to hear about that's going to be great to impact and grow your introvert-friendly business. So before we get to that, I'm going to introduce my lovely guest. Hi, Tara. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Could you tell the audience a little bit about you and your business? Yeah, so um, I have three businesses right now. Um, I have my main service-based business where I'm focused on Pinterest and organic marketing methods. And then I also have Introvertpreneur, which is a podcast and a membership geared towards introverted service providers. And then I also have Entrepreneur Templates, which is a Canva templates membership. Um, so I have a lot of things going on, but I actually started as a entrepreneur in 2007. I had my own um, handmade jewelry business, which I grew to as big as I possibly could as a solopreneur. And then I sold it. Um, But in the meantime, I had transitioned over to helping other entrepreneurs. And I think what's really great to hear that is even me now at this stage of business, I hear you say I've got three businesses and I go, oh, I think a lot of people would get really overwhelmed and think, oh, I couldn't have three businesses. But, you know, everyone starts somewhere. Like you say, you had a starting point and it's grown from there. You didn't just wake up one day and go, I'm going to start three businesses today. Yes, definitely. It was my service-based business first, which is still, I feel like my main um, one, it's like my main focus. And then the other two are more like passion projects. So how did you come to niche towards introverts? Um, Well, I am a huge introvert myself. Um, I also deal with social anxiety quite a bit. Um, So I felt like as an entrepreneur, For a long time, I felt like being an introvert kind of held me back um, from success because I was seeing all these people doing live videos and creating all this awesome content featuring them. And I was like, there is no way I can do this because I just don't feel like I have the personality to be bubbly and energetic on videos and really use that to connect with people. So I really felt that it hurt me until I discovered marketing methods that were less stressful and were really um, successful for me as an introvert because they really tapped into my strengths. And I love helping other um, introverts do that, especially service providers, because when I started as a service-based business, I was kind of a generalist VA um, because I love doing so many things. 
And in that space, especially within Facebook groups, I saw a lot of people who were introverts really give up before they got started because they were trying to do these live videos and put themselves out there. And it wasn't really connecting with their audience and they were burning out by putting all this energy into things that they didn't enjoy. So they were basically giving up really quickly before discovering how to really tap into their strengths as an introvert and use different marketing methods. That's definitely something that happened to me. And I know it's happened to a lot of my clients where in the earlier days of our journey, we bought a course from someone and you're trying to follow a formula. And then, yeah, it comes to like, oh, you have to do live stream every day or you have to do this. And if you think that's the only way to do it and you don't have the energy for it, it's really easy just to not even not even try. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So the thing that I'm really excited to talk to you about today is blogging, because it's something that we haven't covered on here. And I think that amongst a lot of people, it's still seen as something you do as a hobby or something to go alongside your business. But actually, it's a really powerful tool for marketing your business. But before we get into that, I'd love to know which came first for you, blogging or Pinterest, or did they kind of coexist at the same time? I'm going to say probably blogging. And this was back when I had my jewelry business. I was, I started doing blog posts and then I quickly got into Pinterest and started really thinking about the kind of blog content I can put out there based on what I saw on Pinterest and what would really be beneficial to my business instead of just putting out a blog post just to like say, hey, here's an update. Here's a new product. Like I actually put a strategy behind it. And that's great to know because that's from an e-com or a Mm product-based business and that things like Pinterest and blogging are still useful, not just for service-based or coaching, but all across the spectrum. Yeah, definitely. It's it's like I have... um, I've worked with other um, businesses that are geared, they have products for brides. And I was like, you like, we're doing all this on Pinterest, but a really great way to tap into a new audience is create blog posts for brides specifically, like give them informational content. And then once they land on that page, like you can share within the blog post, here's, if you're looking for a gift for your bridesmaids click here to shop our collection. Like it's kind of like a funnel. Um, and, and the blog is kind of the main middle piece, I feel like. So for anyone that's really new to this and they thinking, Oh, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to do with it. Once it's written, what's the best place to start to keep it super simple? Um, I feel like the best place to start is creating a bank of content ideas. Um, That way you never are struggling with like what to write about, what your audience wants to hear about, how you can help them. Um, Because I really love blogging because it's it's a value um, packed content method. So you're, you're showing people your value, your expertise, your skills, and then that should be enough to get them into your program or into your course or just Uh, fill out your contact form to ask about your services. Um, So I would really create a 
bank of ideas that you can tap into and write about. And when it comes to the actual writing, what I love to do is outline the post. So I will craft the title. I may tweak it later um, to make it more optimized and, and clickable and engaging, but I'll just drop the title. Like if it's something about content repurposing, for example, I'll just put how to con- how to do content repurposing for your business as the title. And then I'll just outline the headings, which would be like my main points that I want to talk about and cover. And then that makes it easier for me to write. Um, one other tip that I've been doing lately as well, um, because I've experienced writer's block from time to time. Sometimes I'll sit down to write a blog post and I know what I want to say. It's just for some reason, I just can't get it out. So I discovered because I launched a podcast that it's really easy for me to record what I want to say. And then I send it for an automated transcription. And then I have my VA kind of format it and tweak it into a optimized blog post. Um, So it's just another tip that I've been doing recently when I'm not feeling like writing. (laughs) It's so funny you mentioned that because Tristan Cade, who was a guest two weeks ago, he runs his business in Facebook groups. He writes big value packed posts and and posts in Facebook groups. And he does exactly the same thing. He actually recommended some a software or an app that I can't remember, but he said that some days he just sits down to write and he's like, no, I need to go for a walk and just like talk out what I'm thinking. And he said, most of the time it translates so well into, into written content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great, great tip, especially like I've, done a recording for like six minutes and it's turned into a 1400 word blog post. So it's very easy to, to sometimes talk it out instead of writing it out. I think I might have to try this with my content because my posts that I use for Instagram and Facebook are generally quite long. I usually have to delete some to fit into Instagram, but I just wonder if it would save me time if I just chatted it out. Yeah, probably would. (laughs) I'm going to look into that one for sure. So I think what's really appealing to me when I hear you talk about blogging is I love the idea of having a a content bank. I do that with my content where you've got ideas. So if you've ever got decision fatigue or anything, you've got things there that you can pull out and be like, yes, this is where I'm going this week. And I love that you can pack so much value into one post. The other thing that I'd love to discuss is the longevity of blog posts, say, versus something on social media. Because if we're going to put our time and energy into creating some value, we want to make sure that as many people see it for as long as possible, right? Yeah. I really, that's one reason why I really love blogging is because crafting out a blog post, like you can, there's so many benefits to it and not just the longevity, which is so much longer than social media. Like my most popular post that's still generating the most traffic is one that I put out over a year ago. Wow. Um, (laughs) And I'm still getting people finding me through that post organically through Google. I'm having them find it on Pinterest and they're reading it and they're actively taking action. So whether that's signing up for my email list or filling out my lead form, it is still like a huge generator for me. So the value of that one blog post has been well worth the little bit of time I spent to actually create it and put it out there. But um, one other reason why I love blogging that I wanted to touch on is that it is a great initial method 
for creating content that you can then repurpose. Um, so for every blog post that is written, like if you have five different points in a blog post or five different tips, each of those tips can be repurposed into a social media caption. Um, you can send a email to your list with some of the most important points from the blog post and have a call to action to the blog post if they want to continue reading and learn more. Um, there's so many ways that you can repurpose that content too. Which is so important and something that I had to learn and that I tell my clients, like you don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. You can speak about what you know about and what is your zone of genius over and over and over again, but make sure that you are sharing that value in as many places as possible, in as many ways as possible. I really hope you are loving this episode. I hope you are getting so much value from it that you can apply to your life and your business. And if you are, imagine what it would be like to work with me one-on-one. Over the last 14 years, I have spent thousands of hours coaching over 100 individuals, and there is nothing that I would love more than for you to be the next one. Yes, I get client results like people hitting six figures in their business, six-figure launches, group programs, leaving their nine to five, and that's great. But the results that I'm most proud of are actually the transformation and personal growth that they achieve during our six months together, which is priceless. If you are ready to turn your ambition into true success, then head to the show notes, fill out the application form, and let's get on a call and see how we can skyrocket your life and your business together. I have had some people think that, um, you know, if they are repurposing and sharing um, the same topic in a lot of different spots, like, is their audience going to get overwhelmed? And my take on that is like, not everyone is reading your blog that is following you on Instagram. Not everyone is going to open your email that is following you on Instagram. So, and there's the point that somebody has to see something like seven or eight times now before it really sinks in or they take action on it. So I wouldn't worry too much about repurposing and putting it out and thinking that everyone's going to see it that many times because they won't. (laughs) I had this discussion uh, with a guest in an upcoming episode and she's huge on content repurposing and she ran, I don't know if it was a challenge or launched a group, but she said she was sick of the sound of her own voice that week of, you know, promoting this group and saying the same thing over and over. And she'd emailed her list, you know, she'd gone live in a Facebook group. It was all over Instagram. And then just on the last day, someone in her audience that she'd connected with before DM'd her and was like, oh, I've only just seen this. Is it too late to sign up? (laughs) She said, "Yeah, how? Like I've been literally, it's all I've done for for the last Mm -hmm. seven days, 24-7. But it just goes to show, I think the latest stats with Instagram are that 9% of your following will be delivered a post unless it it, you know, does exceedingly well, in which case they'll show it to more people. But mm-hmm. yeah, 9% of your audience, well, the other 91% may not see it at all, ever. Yeah, exactly. So I love that. And without going too technical with, you know, SEO and Pinterest and all of that, how generally do people find your blogs? Um, Usually that... It's kind of a tie between people coming from Pinterest or organic um, traffic from Google, which is my favorite way to get 
client leads is to have them actively searching and coming to me, which is why I love blog content that, that really gets my website ranking better and gets people actively searching and finding me and coming to me. Perfect. What more could we want? Attraction Mm -hmm. marketing at its best with, with minimal kind of effort and energy having to, having to go out and look for leads. Um, So I would love now to touch on something very exciting that you have been working on for the last few months, which is your summit. And I was just saying to Tara before we recorded, I'm usually a hard no for taking part in summits of of any kind. And when this one dropped into my email and I saw that it was for introverts, it was actually a hard yes. So what inspired you to create an introvert summit? Um, I really love connecting with introverts and I feel like with my membership and my members in there, like we do monthly topics, but I felt like I really wanted to create something that would give introverted entrepreneurs everything they needed within a five day span. And so the idea of launching a virtual summit came about, I found, um, summit in a box, which is a fantastic resource for anyone wanting to um, host and launch a summit. It's been incredible for getting me organized and getting this up and running. And I just wanted to give more value to the introvert community. I felt like there's only so much that I can do within my membership. And I really wanted to offer more and really bring in experts that can cover a variety of things like mindsets, Um, The four marketing methods that I really recommend for introverts, which are blogging, email marketing, um, Pinterest, and social media, but in a less socially way, I guess. So I really wanted to pull people in that could speak more in depth on all of those um, topics that could really connect with introverts who might be struggling, might be experiencing burnout, Um, maybe are just at the starting point of building a service-based business um, or maybe have been doing this for a long time and are just headed towards burnout and want to figure out a better way to market themselves. So you said it's over five days. How many speakers do you have booked in now? Um, We have 43 speakers. (laughs) 43 introvert friendly specific speakers covering different topics this is why I was a hard yes and I think when we first spoke about it you didn't expect to have quite that many and it's just grown which just goes to show how how needed this is right Mm -hmm. my initial plan was to have um, 25 speakers five per day Um, including me, I was going to do a presentation as well. And as it kind of snowballed and things started like growing with the amount of interest from speakers who wanted to um, share their knowledge, I was like, okay, this is getting so massive and I'm so excited. I even um, took my name off the speaker list. So I'm not presenting. (laughs) I am just managing and hosting and doing all of the back end stuff for the summit. That's like, that's a real introvert thing to do, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> I'm just going to remove myself because there's other people and, and I'm going to, I'm going to do all this stuff in the back. 
I love that. So anyone that's thinking this sounds interesting, you know, I this sounds like something I need, what can they expect during Summit Week? Um, so during Summit Week, I really wanted to, um, and I'm glad I, d- I did it this way at the beginning now that we have 43 speakers, um, there's no essentially live components. It's all pre-recorded. Um, each day you will have the presentations drop at 11 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, and you will have 24 hours to watch them. Because there's so many, however, um, we do have an all-access pass that you can purchase for a small fee to get lifetime access for all of the presentations. You can get um, also included in that is transcripts for each presentation and also a workbook, which I am still working on, but is probably going to be like over a hundred pages. Wow. <laughs> so, and then um, otherwise you have 24 hours to watch them. So if you don't get the all access pass, I encourage you to just watch like what you really need help with right now and what really resonates with you um, from the speakers for each day. And then we also have a Facebook group um, that is going to be very active and engaging. The speakers can come in and go live if they want. You can interact with other introverts. Um, I really want it to be a community feel, but I don't want to, I know our audience is introverts and I'm one as well. So I don't want to be like um, giving them too much in the group. Like um, we want engagement, but we don't want to be too pushy with, with our audience because I, I can relate to them. We're just giving you tons of content to consume and hopefully grow your business. And what two of the reasons that I loved the summit from from the get-go is first of all when you said it's pre-recorded there's no live <laughs> element because I think the amount of things I've taken part in where there is a live element it's just as an introvert it can be that extra pressure and if you are having a low energy day it, whereas now I know I'm creating this presentation for you and I know I've got a window that I can record depending mm-hmm. on my energy levels rather than it being like, it has to be at 8 PM on this day, which is great. And I love how deep it is because so many things touch on things at surface level, but you have gone so deep for obviously with not just the types of speakers and the types of topic they're covering, but like you say, the workbook, which is going to be probably over a hundred pages and the bundle, which I've had a sneak look at and I know is incredible. So guys, I'm going to pop all of the links to the summit in the show notes. Um, I would really encourage you to sign up and make the most of it because I know that there is so much value and there's quite a few things that I looked at and I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to go and watch watch that one because it sounds super. Yeah, there's so many that I'm so excited about. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, marking them all down for, for each day. So Tara, thank you so much for coming and sharing about blogging with us um hopefully that's something that's given ideas i'm going to say to some of the listeners that maybe didn't think of it as a way of marketing as such before i let you go i have to ask you if you could recommend one book to any ambitious introverts looking to grow or scale their online business what would it be um i feel like the best business or entrepreneur related book i have ever read um is definitely profit first and it it's it's a popular one and it's I can't recommend it enough 
I'm doing a big nod here. I did a post actually the other week. Um, I spoke a little bit about business finances and one of the podcast episodes, and I mentioned Profit First in it. If you haven't read Profit First, guys, definitely go for it. I'll we'll drop the link to that in the show notes too, and all of your contact details. Tara, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible. 